Amen. I, I pray this night that you will be hungry for more of God. This is not the hour for convenience. This is the hour of power. Amen. We have to see more of God in this hour than any other hour. We have to be filled with the Holy Spirit in this hour more than any other hour. Do we agree of that? Save me this word hunger again. I want you never ever to become convenient or to uh, just to accept a status quo. I want you to always challenge the status quo because you are the one that can change and shift an atmosphere. Come on, are, are you with me? You are, as you sit here tonight, you are a gate between heaven and earth. God can use you. God can move through you. God can touch lives of people. And this morning as I, as I spoke, I spoke upon altars. And tonight I want to go on with the message of being a heavenly ambassador. And I want to change the message a little bit because we want to minister. And you know, it's amazing for me every time. It, um, it, just, it just blesses me every time that I'm on the, on, the, on the pulpit and I see people. It's amazing how the Holy Spirit highlights people. So I want you to have a hunger in your heart so that because wherever there's hunger, God cannot pass you by. The blind man sits. Let me just say to you, the blind man sits. He sits and he, Jesus passes him by. Please note that. He cries out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. The crowd keeps him quiet. He cries out again, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. May your hunger, make, may, may your hunger that you have for Jesus make him stop dead in his tracks and may him return to you and give you the miracle that you want. Are you there? Come on. But it has to be in hunger. It has to be you contending for something. Because unless we contend, how can it happen? It's not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit of the Lord. And so tonight I want to start off with a scripture. Philippians chapter number 3, verse number 20 to 21. And the Bible says this, But our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ who by power that enables him to bring everything, please note, save me everything, under his control, will transform our lowly bodies so that we will be like his glorious body. Come on, are you there? That was a good place to shout, amen. Let me read for you just again. But our citizenship is in heaven and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables Him to bring everything under His control will transform our lowly bodies, hallelujah, so that they will be like His glorious body. I want you to see something there right from the start. It speaks about citizenship. Are you there? I want us to establish that tonight right from the outset. This morning, I spoke to you about altars. And when I spoke to you about altars, I, I started to define to you and I'm going to take you as a church, or we as a church, we will go through this and explain to you more and more and more as we go. But I, I wanted you to understand this morning that an altar is a very powerful thing. And it's something that's been way back for, even from the beginning. And across the ages, there has been altars. And what I wanted to tell you tonight a little bit on and go into it tonight is that as a person, as you sit here tonight and as you watch online, you are a gate through which God can and wants to operate. 
The Bible says, lift up ye heads, O holy gates, or lift up the gates, for the King of glory wants to enter in. Are you there? The Bible says when uh, Jacob put his head down, the ladder came from heaven down to the earth, never from the earth up to the heaven. Why? It was a place of revelation and it was a place of encounter. God wanted to encounter Jacob. Can I say that? May, may you provoke an encounter tonight. May you provoke that God wants to meet with you, that God wants to touch you, that God wants to shift your environment. May you be hungry enough to provoke the Lord for that. In this, in this church, I, I will always, always push for the hunger because I know that the Lord works on the hunger of His people. And so I want to establish our citizenship here tonight because if you understand your citizenship, then we have to understand, uh, and I wanted to bring these two things together because Jesus Christ did not come as a... A member he came as a citizen he came as the king and as he came as the king he came to represent a kingdom right and so the message that we carry is a message of a kingdom and it's not a message of a religion though we belong to Christianity with Christ being ahead but I want us to understand that Christianity can only be Christianity if the followers looks like Jesus I don't know if I'm talking to somebody but if the followers don't look like Jesus, we have a problem with that name. There has to be something in us that look like Him. Please note that they, the, your Bible records, my Bible records, that uh, the people were ordinary men, but they took note, these men have been with Jesus. So what made ordinary extraordinary is the presence of the King. Oh, come on, are you okay? May you understand tonight, and I want us to understand these things. Because if we understand we are citizens, then we must contend for everything that does not look like the kingdom in our lives. Come on guys, are you with me? Everything that does not look like the kingdom has to be removed so that the kingdom can enter in. We have to note, <laughs> we have to note when Jesus came to the scene, He had and He needed no advertisement. Why? It was a clash of kingdoms. Come on guys, are you okay? It was a clash of kingdoms. And I wrote down a few things for us tonight. And I, wanna, I want you to, to note this. First and foremost, I want you to understand a member visits. If you are a member of something, you just visit from every now and again. But a citizen belong. I cannot change that you were born in South Africa. You can go anywhere in the world, but the rules and the legislation of South Africa will apply to you. I can't change your birth certificate. It is what it is. Are you there? But we have to understand that God, oh, God does not want casual visitations. God wants a place that He can come and rest. And if I look at the life of Jesus, the Holy Spirit rested on Jesus and remained upon Jesus. But the Lord is looking for a generation of people, I believe, in this hour more than any hour, that He can actually rest upon and that we can be hosts of the supernatural. Come on guys, are you okay? And to activate the supernatural is as close as what your relationship is with the Lord. Let me go second one. Now, and I want us just to understand. A, a citizen has rights 
based on someone else's paid price. Whereas a member pays the price. So a citizen is a, belongs to a country or belongs to a kingdom based on the king that is king of that country. Are you okay? Are you understand? Whereas when you are a member, you constantly need to pay a price to, be, to belong to that fraternity. Like for example, the gym, please. And for you that don't go there, it may be time. But uh, we have to understand that in the kingdom of God, somebody else has paid the price which grants us access. Thank you for the price that Jesus Christ paid. Unless the Lord paid the price, all of us will be in Satan's slaves market still. The Bible says when Jesus came to the planet, please note that. When Jesus came to the planet, He stepped right into Satan's slaves market. The word slave market there means that when Jesus came to the planet, all of the earth was enslaved. I don't know if I'm talking to somebody here. All of the earth was enslaved to another king. And hence He wanted us, so He wanted to take us ex agorizo, he wanted to take us out of the slave market. And because He wanted to take us out of the slave market, He needed to pay Lutros the demanded price. If you ever wanted to know your worth in the kingdom of God, look at the price that was paid. The price that was paid determines the value, right? As you said, you catch the revelation. None of you will spend... Uh, if you spend high amount of money on something, you will treasure it more. Why? There's a value put to it. So the value placed against people is the son. Because the son is the only person possible that can shift citizens, can shift natures from the inside out. That's why when the Pharisees was fighting Jesus from the outside, Jesus was already establishing his kingdom on the inside. So he says, my kingdom doesn't come by observation. My kingdom is within you. Come on, guys. Are you there? Am I talking to somebody here tonight? And I pray, I pray that you catch this and you understand what I'm saying. A member, please. Oh, I love this. A member has a number. A citizen has a name. You have a name. God gives you a name. It's interesting in a country they give you a number. As you sit here tonight, oh, I don't know if I'm talking so. As you sit here to number, you have a number. I have a number. Right? But with God, you don't have a number, you have a name. Because the Lord never addresses you by your number, He addresses you by your name. Are you there? Why does He address you by your name? Because the name has an identity that has a destiny. Oh, come on. And so when you have an identity that gives you forth, let me say it like this. The only time that God wants to change your name is when God wants to wrestle with you. It's, and it's not about the name, it's about the destiny. So when God came down, when the angel of the Lord, which is a personification of Jesus Christ, when Jesus came to wrestle with Jacob, it was to shift his destiny. But I want you to understand something. Jacob was not the one initiating the wrestling there was one before him, Abraham. Abraham had an altar, altar with God. And because Abraham had an altar with the Lord, the Lord remembered Jacob. 
as you sit here tonight, you have to understand some of the altars that you are building in your life isn't even about you. It's about the person and the people that will come after you. Come on, are you there? Ex Agarizzo, he wanted to remove us out. And so he removed us out. And as he removed us out, he didn't only remove us out, he paid the demanded price. And once the price was paid, he could remove. Now, no longer under the slavery of Satan. You have to understand, and I'll say this a couple of times here and there tonight, is that uh, a member, a member, please listen to me carefully. A member has no protection. They are their own protection. Whereas a citizen has an army that looks after them. Right now, you shouldn't find it a strange thing. Did just help me with the sound, please, with the keys. Right now, you shouldn't find it strange when, when angels come and when angels look after you or when you have a visitation or etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. And it's not about the angels, it's about citizenship. May we understand it's about citizenship. Come on guys, are you okay? So a member has no protection, a citizen has an army. And again, please notice, a member is not family, a citizen is a son. And as I looked at this, the Lord started to reveal this unto me. He said to me, remind the people again that they are not to be members of a social club. They are to be citizens of a kingdom. Because if you are a citizen of a kingdom, please listen to me that I I want to help that everybody can understand. I want you to understand this. As I said this morning, and I want to elaborate it a little bit on tonight. For God to fill anything, there has to be a sacrifice. Without something on the altar, nothing can come down. That's why even God needed a sacrifice to destroy the works of Satan. Please note, Jesus never came to negotiate the works. He came to destroy the works. The Bible says, Acts 10.38, how Jesus Christ was anointed by God, healing all those oppressed by the devil, for God was with Him. Then the Bible says that the, Jesus Christ was anointed to destroy the works of the devil. I think it's 1 Peter 5, or 1 John 5. Eight. The, the point is Jesus come to destroy. He didn't come to just lift. He doesn't lift the yoke, He destroys the yoke. And what you have to know as you are seated here tonight, that you are a gate. And as you are a gate, and God is the Father of all spirits. Please note that. God is the Father of all spirits. There is no spirit on this planet without the Father's knowledge. Come on, are you okay? For a spirit to have a legal right on the earth, it needs somebody or a group of people or a fraternity of people or a club of people. Somebody has to agree. Otherwise, the spirit, spiritual cannot come into, into the natural. Are you guys, are you with me? But the spiritual wants to influence. Oh, I pray you, oh God opens up your eyes that you can understand. That's why you have to understand the Bible says, if you go into the world, you cannot go as a, as a, as a member. You have to go as a citizen. Can I go a little bit deeper just here for, for, for my sake? Jesus says, be in the world, but not of the world. In other words, you can be in it, but you cannot be of it. 
Does it make sense? Are you hearing me tonight? Okay, you can be in the world, but you are not of the world. If I am in the world and I'm not of this world, it means as I'm in the world, I can displace what is not of this world in this world. Come on guys, does it make sense to you? Are you okay? I'm, I'm challenging our, our understanding. Be in the world, but not of the world. Listen to Jesus further. Be no longer conformed to the pattern of this world. In other words, do not follow the ways of the world. Come on guys, these are simple truths in terms of the word of the Lord. I want us to understand, there is, can we go there quickly? Are you learning? Are you learning? Okay, let's go there quickly. I want you to understand that there is one earth, but two kingdoms. Come on, are you okay? There is one earth, but there's two kingdoms. Oh Jesus, help us that we can understand. There is one earth, but there is two kingdoms. And what I want you to take note of is this. In these two kingdoms, there is two groups of people. The one has, Satan has got demons that work for him. Jesus has got citizens that is in his kingdom. And they are in opposition of one another. Does it make sense for you? So as you sit here tonight, you are a citizen of a kingdom that are not from this world, but whose interest is this world. Oh, come on, are you there? Thank you for the rain, Lord. Hallelujah. Now let's go to another scripture. All I'm doing, I'm laying foundation because we want to demonstrate and we want to lay hands. The, I want you to see here, go with me to Ephesians chapter number 2 and verse number 2. Ephesians chapter number 2 and verse number 2 where the Bible reads as follows. You followed the sinful ways of the world and you obeyed the leader of the power of darkness. He is the devil who is now working in the people who do not obey God. I want to go to just another translation here. Are you guys okay? I want to read for you a scripture here because I want you to see something here. Thank you, Father, for your word. Glory be to the word. Thank you for your word, Lord. Thank you for your word. Ephesians chapter number two. There we go. Ephesians chapter number two and verse number two. Please listen to this. I'm going to read for you from verse one. And you he made alive. Say, he made alive. And you He made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins. Listen to verse number two. In which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. I want you to see the word works here. The word works here is the word energeo, and it means to energize. Are you okay? And if we understand it, it means this, that the devil has the ability 
And if I read the whole scripture again, you have followed the sinful ways of the world and obeyed the leader of the power of darkness. He is, he is the devil who is now working in the people who do not obey God. I want you to see the word darkness and I want you to see the word work. Are you okay? The word darkness here is the Hebrew or the Greek word, both actually, for ignorance. When it comes to ignorance, it, we have to understand that the devil functions on people's ignorance. Come on guys, are you with me? Just give Jesus five seconds of a hand, please. Let's just lift continuously this atmosphere. So you followed the sinful ways of the world and obeyed the leader of the power of darkness. He is the devil who is now working in the people who do not obey God. Verse, the second scripture that I want to go to. The world light here, please listen to this. Let's go to another scripture and then I'm going to compare the two. John chapter number 8 and verse number 12. John chapter number 8 and verse number 12. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Please note something here. The word light here is the word knowledge. I am the knowledge of the world. So if we put the scripture together, Isaiah chapter 4 verse number 6, the Bible says, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. Knowledge means light. So if you put it together, the Bible says the following, my people perish for a lack of light. Come on guys, are you okay? My people perish for a lack of light. And so what the Lord wants to do tonight, I believe the Lord wants to continuously lift the veil so that you and I can have light that comes to us so that we can walk in revelation, so that we can overpower whatever is against us. And we have to understand this about the kingdom. Oh, come on, guys. You know, this hour, I, I said to the Lord last night about this. I said, Lord, please talk to me about this hour. I said, Lord, what? what is happening in this hour I want to understand and I and I went to the Lord and I asked the question I said Lord what is the plan of the enemy in this hour and the Lord answered me like this he said to me a few things one or two I, I won't reveal now but the thing that he said first like hit my spirit he said this he said right now the enemy is trying everything to create noise and the Lord said to me, the enemy will create as much noise as what he can so that the people of God cannot hear their God. We are living in an age right now where the enemy is trying to create so much noise that we cannot hear the voice of God. We are living in an age of destruction like no other other time ever before us. That is why we have to be a people that lives and I believe with all of my might in this church it is so important that's why we have to live with a revival of the Bible come on are you okay because the danger of this hour is deception deception means if you have been a Christian long enough what you can start to do you can apply certain parts of the scripture to you but you neglect the whole of the body of scripture as Christians we are called to live the full body of scripture Come on, can I just have somebody that... Oh, may the Lord speak to your spirit tonight. I'll go a few points more. Uh, I just want to embed this with teaching so that um, we can go into this a little bit deeper. 
In other words, let me say it like this. The way, if we have lost the earth, if we have lost the earth, we must get the dominion back. If we have lost the earth, we have to get the dominion back. And so I want us just to understand this and I'll throw one or two things in here that we can get it. When Adam fell from, when Adam fell from the Garden of Eden, we have to understand that Jesus came to restore Eden back to us. In other words, the Lord wants to restore that what was lost. How did He do it? He placed Himself upon the altar. He died on the altar. And as He died on the altar, He didn't just die as you, He died for you. He canceled the, the, he canceled the penalty of death. As you are seated here tonight, the penalty of death is taken up in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. This blood of Jesus Christ speaks on your behalf. And all of you that trust in the name of the Lord your God shall be saved. But the influence of sin is not yet out of the world. That is what we need to clarify and that is what we need to stay away from as we walk in the light. May I say this and it may shock you. You cannot live by your revelation. You have to live by the Word of the Lord. The danger is in our, our time is that if we start to live by our revelation and we take that as authoritative measures, no, we live by the Word of the Lord. It is the final authority. Oh, may the Lord help us that we can understand this. Come on, guys, are you there? I want us to receive tonight. That's why I'm contending in the atmosphere. I want you to see, and I'll, I'll leave you with two thoughts. Jesus came. Jesus came not again, I say. Jesus did not come to bring us a religion. Jesus came to bring us a kingdom. Now I want you to listen to me. If Jesus came to bring us a kingdom, and we are the ambassadors of this kingdom, why are we not seeing the kingdom fully manifested like we believe it should? It's a question. We have to ask the question. Why is this kingdom not manifesting fully if we believe it should? Because if I ask you here tonight in Empower Church, should we cast our devils? You'll say yes. If I ask you, should you prosper? You should say yes. If I ask you, should you be free from all demonic influences? You should say yes. But why is it then that there is still some way that we are not seeing fully what we are supposed to be seeing? And the answer is, and the answer that I would want to suppose, what I, what I, what I want to propose to you is very, very simple. I believe the answer lies into that we have to place areas of our life that is not yet under the rulership of God. It has to go back onto the altar. We have to die to self and it's in the areas of death that Christ can reign. Unless something is dead, life cannot come. You know, I was thinking this morning as I was talking about altars. And as we were driving here this afternoon, I was, this thought came to my mind. I wonder if the devil understood. He didn't, of course. But just think for a moment. He didn't understand by placing Jesus on an altar that through 
that sacrifice, He was opening up a gateway by which hell will become emptier and heaven will become fuller. Are you there? He could have never imagined that. That is why the Bible says angels long to look into the mystery of salvation. Angels don't, they, they long to look into it. Uh, they, long, they long to understand this. Because Jesus, and what I love about the Lord, the Bible says Jesus put His face upon Jerusalem resolutely. In other words, He was walking out in front. He was knowing the cross is the plan. And He went there resolutely. Thank you for Jesus that went to the cross resolutely. Now I, I want us to go to two places here tonight. Are you, knock your neighbor, say, it's time to listen. Come on, it's time to listen. In John chapter number 19, I want us to listen now very carefully. In John chapter number 19, Jesus Christ makes this statement. Jesus says in John chapter number 19, He says, He says, this prince of this world is coming. But fear not, He has no hold in me. Let me say that again. Please note, Jesus recognizes the enemy. He says, this prince of this world is coming. But fear not, he has no hold on me. Are you there? Now, I want you to understand something. The enemy comes in two ways. Please, if you have not listened to anything I've said up to now, this was the point of where I wanted to get to tonight. You have to listen to now. The enemy comes in two ways. He comes in an opportune time and he comes where there's been access granted. Jesus says, the prince of this world is coming, but fear not, he has no hold in me. The first thing I want you to see here, Jesus makes the statement based on his identity, which is reflected in his obedience. Come on, are you guys okay? He lived a life in obedience based on his identity. Since his identity was birthed out of a place of constantly understanding who he is, which drove him to a place of obedience. When the disciples were sleeping, Jesus was praying. Come on guys, are you okay? If we are citizens of another kingdom, we are, it's necessary for us to act different. Oh, I don't know if I'm talking to myself here. But if I'm a citizen of this world, and this world is all that there is, and this is the final authority, then I can just as well live like this world. No, this world is not the final thing. It is not the final authority. And so what the enemy does, he does two things. Please listen to me carefully. He gets agreement and then he accesses. Or two, he comes at an opportune time. Let me use Samson just as an example. The enemy waited for Samson to be tired and when Samson was tired, the enemy struck. The difference between the Old and the New Testament is this. The Old Testament, the Spirit came upon. The New Testament, the Spirit of the Lord is within. Are you with me? And so as the Spirit of the Lord is within you, the Holy Spirit will never leave you because He's a permanent indweller. You cannot make Him leave. Come on guys, are you okay? But you can be influenced as you sit here tonight. 
You cannot be possessed if you are a believer, but you can most definitely be oppressed. And what I'm trying to get you over tonight is this, is this as I've studied people and I've studied myself and I've studied the um, many patterns, I've seen that there is certain patterns that recur again and again and again and again. Unless a, a somebody stands up that are anointed by God, instructed by the Lord and breaks the cycle. Come on guys. And so Jesus says, and I believe Jesus is a perfect theology. So our example is, don't be like this, be like Jesus. Jesus is the perfect theology. So Jesus makes a statement, he says, the prince of this world is coming. Fear not, he has no hold in me. In other words, there's nothing in me that agrees with what, is, what he, there's nothing in here that agrees with him. Okay, I want to take you, please listen to me carefully because I, I, I'm trying to produce understanding in your heart. The first challenge Jesus gets with the enemy is what he worships. The enemy comes to Jesus. He says, come. He says, if you bow down and worship me, I will give you the kingdoms of this world. Right? By the way, when I said come, that's just to get the story across. The enemy appears, Satan appears to Jesus and he says, bow down and worship me. If you worship me, I give you the kingdoms. Jesus makes this statement. He says, you will worship the Lord your God. And then he says, and then the Bible says that the devil left him to come back when? Another opportune time. Come on guys, are you okay? When they wanted to push Jesus off the cliff, the enemy was trying to do something. Jesus says, it's not my time. He walks right past. Come on guys, are you okay? Are you listening to what I'm saying? Every time the enemy wanted to cut the purpose of Jesus short, Jesus just says, not my time. He just walks past. It tells me that as you're seated here tonight, there is a timeline to your life and there's not a devil in hell that can stop the time and the purpose of your life. Come on guys. And so you must be able to discover it. It's, it's so important. And as I said, I wanted to get two things across. The kingdom of God is energized by faith. Whenever there's a person of faith, the kingdom of God gets energized. Because somebody believes God. The opposite is true as well. When there's fear, the kingdom of darkness gets energized. Come on, are you there? And the kingdom of darkness is a tormenting kingdom. Come on, the Bible says that I've not given you a spirit of fear, but one of love, power, and a sound mind. Sound mind. The word sound mind there is the, is the Hebrew or the Greek word symphonio. And it means to be in simple synergy with the Lord. And let me go for one more. Is that okay? I want this to understand. So what I've established up to now, we started with Philippians chapter 3 and verse number 20 to 21. And we said, but our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await from our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables Him to bring everything under His control, will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like His glorious body. Then we said that we have got citizenship. 
citizenship means that we have identity, destiny, and purpose. Then we also said we are, we've been placed here on the planet. Then we said that there's two kingdoms that is around this planet, and these two kingdoms are set up against one another. Then we said that we cannot, please listen to me, we cannot walk in ignorance. We have to walk in light. Come on, guys, are you there? And as you walk in the light, let me use an example. You're going to catch this if I use an example of how light can transform you. If I go to a two-star hotel and I have only knowledge of a two-star hotel, I will feel in my heart, this is okay. Because I've always just been exposed to a two-star. But now suddenly, one day comes and they invite me to a five-star hotel. I walk into the five-star hotel. From the moment I've tasted the five-star, I will refuse the two-star. Why? Light has come about what a five-star looks like. And what then happens to you is you say, no man, I thought this was normal. But here these people, they think this is normal. Then suddenly what happens to you, you say, but I thought I'm okay here. But now you've discovered something and you think, oh, but this is, this is normal. Are you there? Are you understanding? So let me take you to, to God. If you go to the Lord and you see somebody bound here, but you know as a fact that you've experienced freedom here before, it is impossible to settle with, with bondage if you have already experienced freedom. Come on guys, are, are you okay? As I stand here, I, I tell you, it is, it is impossible for somebody to say to me that there is no God. It is impossible to say for me to, some, for me to say somebody uh, or someone to say that there is no angels and demons. Hey, nonsense man, we've seen these things, we have worked, we have, we have labored upon. It's impossible to, for me to say that God cannot heal. I've seen Him with my own eyes heal people. It's impossible to say that He doesn't cast out devils. We have seen devils being casted out and many of them. It is impossible to say. You see, theory ends when experience starts. Come on, guys. Hallelujah. Just give Jesus five seconds. And so, what I want to provoke you to do is this. Hey, I don't know if I can take you there, but I, I, I wanted to. I want to. What I want to provoke in you is that you are that you will start to live like an ambassador. What I want to provoke in you that you'll start to live like a ruler over a situation. Yes, Holy Spirit. I want to take you just there. During this week, as I was spending time with the Lord, and I was contending for things, the Lord said to me, the miracle is in your hand. He just gave me a sentence like that. He said, the miracle is in your hand. I said, Lord, I don't understand. He said, Gerard, the miracle is in your hands. I said, okay. He said, the miracle is in your hands. 
And this whole week I've been like, the miracle is in my hands, the miracle is in my hands, the miracle is in my hands. Lord, what do you mean? And yesterday as I was, uh, I used my whole Saturday just to pray. And as I was spending time with God in prayer, suddenly the Lord took me to the little boy with the five loaves and the two fish. The miracle was in the boy's hands. And he did not know he had the miracle. Now listen to me. When Jesus takes the bread and the fish from him, Jesus does something very, very powerful. I want you to see, he breaks the bread. He gives thanks to God. And he starts to distribute. But from the breaking of the bread and the giving of thanks to God, I want you to see Jesus is not handing out the bread himself. He places it in his disciples' hands next to him. But he's the contact point of the supernatural. They are the distributors of the supernatural. If we can be a people that can give thanks unto God, He can place the miracle into your hand and you can be the source of distribution. Oh. I want us to provoke it tonight because I know that it is possible. I know the Lord wants to do it for you. I know the Lord wants to lift you. I know the Lord wants to make you right. I know this is the hour. I know that I know that I know this is the hour where the Lord wants to pour out His Spirit upon people like no other hour. This is the time. This is the moment. I know as I go to bed at night, it's not normal anymore. We are living in a season where he con- He's contesting, Jay, come and spend time. Come on, guys. Are you with me? We are living in a season right now where people don't want to hear about Christianity. Show me Christianity. Show me this Jesus that you're talking about. Come on. Are you okay? We have to be a demonstrators. We have to become ambassadors. May I provoke that in your hearts tonight. That you say with me, I will become an ambassador of Jesus. And that is why what is in your hands is so important. Because the Lord wants to take what is in your hands and He wants to break it open. And He wants to place His power upon it so that it can be distributed. I'll leave you with the last scripture and the meal ministers. Is that okay? Are you hungry tonight? You know, last week as I was in Durban, you know, you have to become hungrier for the Lord. Come on in power. We have to stay hungry for God. Hungry that He can move on any time, any moment, any season. Any, in any given opportunity, God can move upon your life right now. I want us to stay hungry for that. And so, as I said again, oh, lastly, I want us just to understand this, that Jesus wants to establish rulership through relationship and not rulership through religion. He wants to obtain rulership through relationship. As you sit here tonight, and I'll leave you with this, and then I'm gonna, we're going to move on and we're going to prophesy um, because I, I, I want us to receive God's Word tonight. Um, 
is that I believe that the Lord wants you to start to rule and reign with Him. I believe that God has given you places and territory because the Lord wants to rule through those places. You are a gate of the supernatural. Come on, do you receive that, what I'm saying? You are a gate of the supernatural. God can use you as a, as a place where God can work through. Last scripture that pops up in my spirit. You know, sometimes, sometimes God will put us into situations and circumstances we don't like to develop something in us that is greater than us. And what as I, as I share that, what comes into my spirit is, you know, when, and I'll just tell you the story because it's, it's so true. When we contended many, many years ago, well, not that many years, it sounded like 20 years now, but about four, four years ago, I think it's about four now, three, it was in 2020 or 2019, when we contended for people that we loved, and we contended for the healing. And we contended because we had a word of the Lord. It was amazing. During that season, wherever we went, God would empty all the other beds. Wherever we went, as because what happened was this, as we went, as we walked in, as we walked in, we needed to go through this one bed, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. On the sixth bed was the, was the one we love. Are you there? But here's the, here's the bottom line. All the others got touched because the one we love was present. Hey, what I'm telling you tonight, what I'm trying to get across to us is sometimes, and that was a confusing season. If I look back now, I understand. But if I, if I look upon things in my life, I understand that I'm an access point through which God can function. My job is to build a personal altar for the Lord so that when I come with other people, He can use me as an access point to access men's hearts so that they may change for His name's sake. Come on, are you there? So I cannot spend my days being concerned about this or that. I have to spend my days focused upon the King Focus upon the kingdom so that the kingdom may be demonstrated. Come on, give Jesus just 10 seconds of prayer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, are you there? And I'll close with this. Then I, I, will, I just want us to stand and pray in the spirit so we can just shift the atmosphere. I, I want us to understand that we have got the high privilege. Let me say it again. The Bible says we have been called by the Lord. We didn't choose the Lord. The Lord chose us. Are you there? We have the high privilege to be placed in God's vineyard. We have the high privilege to know the Lord. We have a high privilege to sit in, a, in this church, in this altar. You have the high privilege. What you do from this place forward, Monday to Saturday, 
it's what you do with Him as you go into the world. But as we go into the different spaces, we have to do it as ambassadors. Come on, are you okay? I'll tell you a testimony. The other day, um, are you ready to, to receive the Word? Hungry people, you must be, I hope you are. I was sitting at a, at a place, Chan and I, we were just having a coffee together. And they were sitting a, a elderly couple there. And as this elderly couple was, was sitting there, um, this, this elderly woman started to, she started to compliment Shanna. She said, how beautiful you look. And, you know, she was just, just being nice. And, you know, I, as we left, I said to Shannon, you know, let's just sort out their things as well. And, and we, we sorted it out. And, and, and Shannon wanted to stay and just look at one or two things there. So we were busy looking at one or two things. And here comes these people. And they like, uh, but, but why would you sort that out? I say, why not sort it out? I say, just receive it. It's most now easy. Just leave it, man. It's most now nothing. And, and this lady, she was like, no, but I don't understand. Why, why would you do something? I'm like, but please. I said, uh, she was Afrikaans. So I said, just leave it. It's, it's really no big thing. She's like, no, it's this big thing. And I'm like, no, it's, it's a couple of, it's, it's fine. Just fine. <laughs> Would you want a plant? I'll buy a plant too. Um, just leave it. It's it's okay. And she was she was she was. I think the correct English word will be gobblesmacked. She she couldn't understand why would somebody do something so small. And when I left, I like I was like Lord, why why do people still find these things? Can you imagine if if church is full of people? Just start to be the light small areas come on guys can you imagine the ripple effects come on little things we do for the people of God little things we do for the elderly little things I don't know why I shared that I think I shared that to say to you this we are the light of the world we are the ambassadors of the kingdom of God and it's not always about just casting out the devil which we do it's about being the light in all the places necessary for the Holy Spirit to use us effectively. Come on, are you there? Come on, give Jesus some praise.